This is Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Elizabeth Hurley, Community Editor for the Plainsman. And I'm Evan Melans, Assistant Community Editor for the Plainsman. So we want to give our listeners a little bit of a get to know us. Um, So I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Like I said, I'm the Assistant Community Editor. I'm a sophomore majoring in economics and philosophy, and I got started um, with the Plainsman at the end of my freshman year. And like I said, I'm Elizabeth. Um, I'm a senior in journalism and political science here at Auburn University. This is my third year with the Plainsman, yeah. And um, this is my second as community editor. Um, I often cover um, city council meetings and other issues that are pertinent to uh, city council and its members and just a lot of other stuff along with, I feel like that's kind of just how our job goes. (laughs) Yeah, just whatever kind of comes our way. Exactly. This podcast is meant to give our readers a more in-depth look into the issues and daily operations of the city. And we kind of want to explain our name a little bit more. So public hearings are often held during government meetings, especially like city council meetings. And our podcast is called Public Hearing because our goal is to engage our readers um, and the public in the news that surrounds them every day, like a public hearing would. Yeah, so each episode is going to function a little bit differently. Some weeks we're going to focus on a specific person um, within local government. And other days, we'll focus on individual issues. Other times, we're going to focus more on the happenings of the Auburn City Council, like uh, at their most recent meeting, which we're going to do a little bit later today in this episode. Well, I'm super excited. I'm ready to get this started. Yes, me too. I think I think so far we're doing okay. I don't yeah. know about you, but so let's get started. Let's so I think first up is going to be the Colors House. Yeah, so Colors House. Um, I'm seeing that name everywhere. I'm hearing about this building just about every week, and it's coming up every other week at City Council. So, Yeah, so the Colors House is located at the corner of South College Street and Samford Avenue. It's that little white house that's on the corner there across from, I think say it's Roush Hall. I think that's how you say that. And so the Colors House has served many, many different purposes over the years. It's about 125, 26, if I'm doing that math right, years old. Um, And it's it's gone from being a personal residence of a family to the home for different offices and businesses around the community. Its current adaptation is a law and realty office. Um, the house was originally built by the Colors family, who rebuilt Sanford Hall after it uh, burned in 1887. They also provided the land for the famous Colors Rotation, which is the oldest crop rotation experiment station in the United States. Yeah, so the house came into the news a few weeks ago when a new developer bought the land, and basically the house. So the new developer, Orange Development, Um, informed the current tenant that their lease expires on October 4th and they will not have the option to renew it. And the developer is currently planning to demolish the house. Yeah. So that's kind of where things started from. Um, We've kind of been covering it on and Mm -hmm. off. And so we've also worked with some of our other reporters at the Plainsman. But so we started off with we got this developer who came in and bought the area and told the current tenants when your lease expires on October 4th that's it we're done and you can't renew and we're gonna effectively get rid of the house and so that kind of caused 
I guess we'll call it a stir. It caused a stir for sure because um, to a lot of people, this is an important house. It's a historic house. That's mm -hmm. how we always refer to it. It's the historic colors home. Um, so there's this kind of push and pull between preserving the past and they say, hey, maybe we're a new town. Um, we got to move into the future. Yeah. So, so council members then kind of started, uh, they were hearing from citizens. I think the first time they brought it up was probably early July. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. We had an article, um, it was posted on July 19th covering a council meeting that was on July 16th. And I saw the mention of the Colors Home then. Uh, Brett Smith and Beth Witten, they both brought it up. And Brett Smith... He actually yeah. works in the home. <laughs> he is the law office and reality office that is currently there. Um, mm -hmm. I've kind of spoken with him since then, and they're, they are moving office locations, he has told me. But So that's like a little... Stay, staying in Auburn, I yeah. assume. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a little fun tidbit, I guess. Yeah. But so council members uh, started ha hosting board meetings uh, and forums kind of to talk about the house. I know... Um, Brett Smith was one of them, and so was several others. Brett yep. Smith actually even started a GoFundMe account mm -hmm. um, to raise money to preserve the home. So far, um, as of now, it only has $450 at a goal of $1 million. But there were <laughs> some hefty donations in there of over $100. But so the council members started having meetings to talk with citizens about what their thoughts were. And so the question that's kind of was up in the air once they once everyone found out that the home was bought out was bought was how how do you save it and if so how do you pay for it? Yeah. Because this is not going to be a cheap project. No. No, not this is um, not some I you know I couldn't go in there and say I want to save this place I'm going to buy it. You know, it's going to take um, some real cooperation from a group of people or it would need the help of the government if um, if, if things were to turn out like that. But uh, right now I think estimations were to move the house would cost $200,000 and to remodel the house, renovate it, would be around $1 million. Yeah, definitely. So... That's a big chunk of change. I know mm -hmm. sometimes we think government just has this endless supply of money, um, but that money is technically taxpayer money. Yep. Um, that's kind of where they get the majority of their <laughs> money. So it was a big question among the council of, well, we like this house. It's a historic home that's clearly important to a lot of community members that have spoken out about it at these meetings and sent uh, emails and texts and calls. So how do we... If we were to save it, what would we do? And how much would it cost? Yeah. And the, so th the other thing that a lot of people were wondering, why isn't this place a certified historic home? If it has, you know, this significant historical tie to Auburn, where's yeah. the official title? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there are some plaques that I've seen before when I've gone to the house, like to the side of the front door that say, like, uh, that are from the Historic Society. Um but it's technically not a historic landmark or anything mm -hmm. of the sort. Um, Brett Smith told me a couple weeks ago that um, some former, uh, a couple years back, owners and residents of the area and of the home 
were approached to possibly make it a historic landmark along with a couple other homes that are uh, older homes that are nearby, but uh, they ultimately decided not to. Yeah. And so that's kind of why they're in the situation. They got into this situation now mm-hmm. where the home is not protected by under any historical landmark status. So if so, if the person that owns it wants to, they could take a bulldozer. To yeah, there's to nothing stopping them. them. Exactly. Yep. So l- l- like you said, pe- we didn't know what to do. The council right. didn't know what to do specifically. So what um, some people may have been hoping for on the council, at least, was the private sector to come in and save the home. So explain how. Yeah, yeah. that was tossed around a lot at meetings um, as everyone kind of gave their history and their, you know, personal stories with the house. We Mm -hmm. had a lot of people. uh, There's several people that lived in the home before. Um, There's people that, you know, have memories from whether it's like game day or just stories from their parents and everything. But so there were basically two options on the table. The government, which would be the city of Auburn, could allocate funds to move and ultimately they would have to restore the house because if they were to move it, the only place they could really move it to was a park. And if they were going to put it in a park, they're not just going to let it sit there. And so they would have to renovate it so that it could be used by the public. And so that would that was where the one million up to one million comes into play. So option one is the government does something with it. Option two is that someone in the private sector buys the house. Now, they can't buy the land because the developer doesn't want to sell the land. That's mm-hmm. his. The uh, What they would be buying is the actual house with the basically the promise that we're going to move it. Okay. And that would be the same case with the city as well, that they were going to buy the house so and move it. So you can't buy the house and keep it on this developer's land, right? No, that's kind of a, that's yeah. a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. From what we've heard at the meetings and from the developer and everything like that, that's kind of th- mm-hmm. that's not the plans for the land. So l- let's let's get into what the council decided to start doing. Um, so things were tossed around saying, is the city going to save this this building? Yes. And so this actually first um, when they actually put on the agenda and put in their um put in their plans to talk about it at the meeting on at their September 3rd meeting was the first time that they actually like had an ordinance kind of on the table and the ordinance and it was basically just you know we're going to spend money on we're going to spend up to this amount of money on the house to move it and uh, restore it Um, that was the first time it came up and it was almost I'd say almost immediately tabled they you know talked about it for a couple of minutes but they ultimately kind of all uh decided to table it because they'd been in talks with some people in the private sector, both individuals, companies, you know, um, trying to see if anybody kind of wanted to yeah. take it on. And that they had time to do that because the deadline was September 30th, right? Yes. Okay. And it still, it still remains the active deadline of September yep. 30th if anyone wants to buy the house. Uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead, I guess, but mm-hmm. September 30th was 30th was the date they were given by the developer of someone either needs to buy this house or that's kind of door closed. They're yeah. going to do away with it. <laughs> um, but so September 3rd meeting rolls around and they decide to table it to try to give the private sector more time to see if anyone kind of bites at it and wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 
more table. board meetings. Yeah, more, more board forums. <laughs> more emails, texts, calls to council members, all the sort. And then after those two weeks of all those things, we get to Tuesday night, September 17th, and the council finally voted. Yes, we finally get a vote, and yep. we ultimately get a six to two vote for to spend no public funds on it. Yep, so... The city will not be ca- allocating any funds to the relocation of the Colors Home. Council members Bob Parsons and Stephen Dixon uh, did both vote in the affirmative to allocate some funds toward it. Uh, council member uh, Kelly Griswold was actually absent from the meeting, though um, Council member Parsons actually read a statement that Gris- uh, Councilman Griswold uh, emailed to him about his stance on the matter, and uh, it appears as though he probably would have voted alongside Parsons and Dixon. Um, But the main reasons the rest of the six people kind of gave, why don't you run us through those, Evan? Yeah, so I know Tommy Dawson in particular, he said, we can use this money in so many other ways, and as did many other council members, but Tommy Dawson specifically mentioned, um, you know, we could use this money for low-income housing in other parts of the city. Um, so I think they they thought the money could be better used elsewhere in the city. Um, others said that, uh, like I said, the private sector mm-hmm. still has time yes, until September 30th um, to go and move it. And it was just kind of a general consensus among everyone that it's, you know, it's sad to see the home that's been around for so long go. But it's ultimately, it was really just... It comes down to money, like it always does. Yep. <laughs> um, so it is still possible mm-hmm. that we could see the Colors House bought by a member of the private sector and relocated. Uh, several council members and city staff have indicated they've talked with private citizens and entities that are considering buying the home. Um, at this point, it's just wait and see. They have until September 30th to make a decision, which comes from the developer. Um, so it seems like almost... All the last few city council meetings, they've talked about the Colors House in some way. Yes, it yeah. pretty much does. I mean, even if it wasn't in a um, official, I guess is the word we'll use. Yeah. It, even if it wasn't in some type of official capacity with an ordinance, a resolution, or anything, it was still discussed. And like we said before, there were multiple uh, forums held and meetings held with council members and yep. many members of the public to talk about this. Um, some might even call it a public hearing (laughs) um but it kind of seems like the issue is kind of done like we kind of closed the door at least from a government standpoint yeah from a government standpoint it certainly is it's they've they've closed the door on it kind of but it's not necessarily the end for the colors house exactly you know um if someone out in the community still wants to help like i said they can so we don't Actually, we haven't heard yet what's going to be going there in its place. There are definitely a lot of rumors flying around, I'd say. Hmm. But we, we're we not quite sure yet what's going to be there. Um, I'm, I'm, But we will definitely probably find out in the coming weeks, months, um, especially as, you know, it goes down. Yeah. Something's got to go up. <laughs> uh, or I guess, I guess it could be nothing technically, but. Yeah, it could, but. Who's to say? We cannot confirm nor deny. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. 
Uh, this is just so everybody can get a little taste of what we have in store. Join us next week as we speak to Mayor Ron Anders about his path to the mayor's seat and his thoughts on the future of Auburn. I'm Elizabeth Hurley. And I'm Evan Melans. Have a great week and join us next week for public hearing.